the blast from our past network. Talking Back. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me, per usual, is co-host Dean. Hello, Dean. Hello. I have one question for you, Tim, to start this off. Can you feel the love tonight? No. You can't? That's sad. No. No. It's fine, though. It's fine. Okay. Well, Uh, (laughs) what's going on, Tim? Do you need to open up here? Is there something going on? Nothing. No, nothing. No. What I'm doing, I, I want to support everybody, Dean. Yes. Okay? It's just because it's Valentine's Day it doesn't mean that everybody likes Valentine's Day or celebrates it. I'm not a big fan of Valentine's Day, to be honest with you. Uh, and I'm sure lots of other people aren't either. So can I feel the love? No, I can't. You can't. Okay? We already got it, Tim. Yeah, we already I, got into this on the I Aliens episode. You prefer war <laughs> over love. <laughs> what? Did we get into that? Yes. That's not what we got into. No, did we not? Okay. I specifically remember something about that. I don't remember that. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, we're dropping a, a Valentine's Day special here. Um, we did last year, so we thought we'd do it again. But yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of Valentine's Day. I, I just think who cares? It's not like Christmas or Thanksgiving or Halloween. Those are those are some bigger ones. This Valentine's Day seems a little bit made up. I don't know. Sure. Wow. It's fine. It's fine. Dean, can you feel the love? Is yeah, I can feel feeling, the love feeling from the listeners. Yeah. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining. Yeah, I feel their love. Another reason we decided to do this Valentine's Day episode is because this these like type of episodes is just when you and I get to have all the fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like we have we have fun on our regular episodes, but these ones are super fun for us. Yeah. So we don't want to miss one. Last year, what was it? Our top male and female crushes over the past three decades or something? Yeah, it was uh, even or yeah, I think it was 80s, 90s and 2000s, maybe. Yeah, that was fun. That was really fun. Yeah. So we're doing uh, we're doing something like that again. A little bit different though. Uh, we're incorporating our favorite game to play on Talking Back, and that is the Battle Royale. Yes. Where we pit contestants up against each other, throw a scenario their way, and we discuss who would be the winner, who would come out of that scenario. Excellent. We've done it twice, and both times a Jedi was our winner. Jedi Master so, both times. <laughs> Jedi, the Jedi are tough to beat in this game. <laughs> they so. are. I, Tim, I don't well, know if we have any Jedis in there right now. We'll see what happens. I guess we'll have to you, see, yeah. You submitted your list to me. Yeah. So I, I've seen all your entries. You haven't seen my entries yet. Correct. There correct. are no Jedi on your list. Correct, yeah. Um, I was a bit surprised by your list. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the people on your list I'm not familiar with. Or characters, I should say. I'm familiar with all the people, but the characters I'm not familiar with. So what we're doing a little bit different this time is instead of pulling, uh, like what we did previously, is we'd throw all of our people into a hat and we'd pull one, pull the other, pit them against each other. Uh, This time, since I don't know too much about your people, I'm not going to be too much of a help in determining who's going to win this outcome. So I've already randomly created a bracket of your characters and a bracket of my characters, and we will go through your bracket and you will be in charge mostly for determining who's going to win the outcome. And if I can help in any way, I will. And then we'll go through my bracket and I will be in charge mostly of that. And then 
the winner from your bracket will fight off against the winner of my bracket, and that will be the winner. Tim, I like to call that the Battle of Champions. Yeah, you could call it that. Yeah. Since it is Valentine's Day, and one of us is feeling the love, we still wanted to do something kind of Valentine's Day-ish. So we are doing 12 of our top crushes of characters or people from the past year. Yes. Now these these people like th- the characters didn't need to be released last year. Like if you if you Dean watched a movie from 2010 but watched it last year and you now have a crush on one of those characters, you were allowed to enter that character into this competition. Yeah. So it's just just things that we loved from last year, things that have kind of stuck with us. And um last year we're saying all the way from like this February 14th to the previous February 14th. So yeah, just the characters that are on our minds right now. That's right, Dean. And they are on my mind. They have been on my mind for for a year. I think we can just get right into it. Let's do it. That's a great setup. I want to get into this. I love these uh, battle royales. I just want to get to the matchups. The matchups are so much fun. Yeah, it's the best part. It's kind of the only part. Uh, true. No, well, yes, that's true. You know what's the it's best the main part? part? The best part is hearing the scenarios that's the fun yeah part. you like that yeah that's the fun part wait how, how are we doing it before where we where we had more enjoyment out of it was it reading the people first and then oh you, i guess you already have the people set up so we have to read the people first and then the scenario no i mean we could pull the scenario and then read the people okay i mean it doesn't matter i, yeah. I say we i say we read the people then pull this it's the just scenario. been so long since we've done one i can't remember like how how we used to do it to uh maximize the fun yeah, I think we did it a couple different ways. Let's play uh, by but ear. You're, you're, you're right. I think we had two hats. We had one hat with all the characters, yeah. one hat with all the scenarios. One time we pulled the, the characters first. The other time we pulled the scenario first. So whatever. Let's just start off with the characters. And if we get cool. bored, Dean, let's just change it. Oh, man. It's exciting. One of the good things about this podcast is that we're in charge. We're our own bosses. We do whatever we want. Yeah, we could shut point. her down right now if you want. Uh, no, no, no. No, please, no. That, that's the last thing I want. Wouldn't that be a sour cinnamon heart for the listeners if we just shut it down right now? We get them all amped up for this and then we're like, no. We choose not to do it, but we still release this part of the episode where we've decided not to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'd release this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be great. No, I'm just kidding. It'd be terrible. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Dean's Dean's moving me along, everybody. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. On your list, Dean. Yeah. Again, these were randomly generated. I did not generate these matchups. Okay. The first matchup. We have Dean's crush of Charlize Theron as Andy in Old Guard versus Mackenzie Davis as Tully in Tully. I have not seen either of these movies. Yes. So you are completely on your own here. I know of them as people and actresses, but that's all. You know what's very interesting about this? Charlize Theron is also in Tully. I did. I did notice that. Yeah. yeah, In some research. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, oh, you need a scenario. I'm just I like, which scenario. one, Dean? You're like, all right, <laughs> who, like go, Dean. Who, who's who's going to win? Choose one. <laughs> no, the fun part now, the fun part. Okay. I, I'm so, like, out of practice with this. Yeah. Who binges more on Netflix? Oh, this is, it's so, well, yeah, this is really, really easy. Um, but let me just set this up for you, Tim, because you don't know yeah. either of these characters. I don't characters. know. Some so, of the listeners might not yeah. know. Charlize Theron in Old Guard. Um, Old Guard is a movie about basically immortals immortal warriors um who cannot die 
and they're just they're kind of around to help out the world you know they just they take missions that where they're kind of needed and they'll do that mission then they'll go in hiding for three or four years because they don't want anyone to know who they are or what they do and so they're just these immortal warriors so we have an immortal warrior who's lived for probably tens of thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of years against um tully the coolest uh babysitter around so oh, well, yeah dude, babysitter it's 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 just Mackenzie davis as, as tully um was would definitely binge more netflix than uh <laughs> than Charlize there in, in old guard i don't even know if she would care what netflix was sure yeah it's just so clearly obviously tully okay tully's moving on next up rebecca ferguson as rose the hat in dr sleep Against an entry I'm very happy to see in here, Dean. Vigo Mortensen as Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Okay, perfect. Well done. Was somebody binging LOTR this yep. past year? Yeah, we did the we did the LOTR this past uh December, and I haven't like I, I've obviously seen them before, but I haven't watched them a lot. And this time around just oh. fell in love with Vigo as as Aragorn. Yeah. Just incredible. Extend, extended edition? Oh yeah, got it. Right, you have to do that. Okay, who would be a better roommate? Uh, Tell me about uh, Rose the Hat. I don't (laughs) know. So Rose the Hat is... Okay, so what is she? It's a peculiar name. Yes, she's basically a a, a spiritual force. Um, Perhaps perhaps an evil force that... um, drinks the blood i guess of uh people to gain maybe not blood but sort of takes the essence of people to keep herself alive um so okay i'm starting to get some negative roommate vibes very negative roommate vibes even if you are not one of the people on the list you are gonna have to hear her sucking the soul out of somebody like in the next room every friday night or whenever Mm. she needs it it's just it's it's not it's there's gonna be a lot of screaming there's gonna be a lot of cleanup um probably not a good roommate i'm gonna say definitely aragorn that guy would be a great roommate i mean just feels like he is on your side and uh, wants to support you in uh, what whatever you want to do. You'd come home and have a bad day, and he would sit down with you and talk you through that. Dude, he's a great guy. He's, he's a like great one guy. Of the best guy. He is the best guy. Yeah. Yeah. How could he not be the best roommate? Yeah. I'm, I'm sad to see Rose the Hat go, but uh, not a great roommate. Okay. Moving on to Robert Pattinson as Neil in Tenet. Cool. Going up against a, a very surprising entry, um, I think, Sean Connery as, as John Patrick Mason in The Rock. Yes. I, so, I have not seen The Rock in a long time. That's sort of what happened. I hadn't seen The Rock since maybe I was a teenager, where it was like one of my favorite movies. Threw that bad boy on actually the last uh, last couple weeks, and I was like, Sean Connery, dude's hot. Hot in this movie. He's a hot dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get our scenario out of the hat here. Whose secret journal would you rather read? Oh, this is great. This is a great question. Okay. Wait, who was the first person again? I already forgot. I was all, all caught up on Pat- Sean Connery. Pattinson. Robert oh. Pattinson as Neil and Tenet. Oh my goodness. This is actually seriously hard. Um, 
Robert Pattinson is has access to machines that allow him to live time backwards. Um, he could he could have done so many things in his life going forwards and backwards, and he would he would have all these secret missions that like I I think his journal would be fascinating. But on the other hand, Sean Connery's Mason. That guy escaped prison that was on an island called The Rock. I, this is really tough. This is really tough, but I think, I think I want to read Sean Connery Mason's uh, journal. Really? I think so. I'm actually surprised by that. I know. He's also, he's also much older. So there's like just a lot of. There'd be a lot more information in that one. So if we're going for quantity, um, also I think there would just be a lot, a lot to get into with his. Yeah, I think it might be a better read. Pattinson's I, could be a little bit weird and disjointed. I, so yeah, Pattinson is also his would be really uh, tough to comprehend. I think um, there'd be a lot of physics going on in that, and I think I might get a little lost. Uh, maybe. Maybe it would get a little too complicated that I would just give it up. I'm going to I'm gonna go with Mason. All right, he moves on. And he will be going up in the next round against either Ewan McGregor as Danny Torrance in Doctor Sleep or Kristen Milioti as Sarah in Palm Springs. Okay, so these are very similar characters. Oh, yeah? Oh, very, that, that they're always both, makes for a Yeah, fun, they're both people that are sort of uh, at the, at the bottom, they're sporting, they're sort of at rock bottom and need to come back up from that, and that's very appealing to me for some reason. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not sure this is going to be the best scenario okay. for them. Who is better at infiltrating and stealing secret documents? Um. Ooh. Okay. Um. I, I will say so. Uh. Ewan McGregor's character in uh, Doctor Sleep does have some uh, powers, but I believe they are, he has like the shining, I think they call it, right? And uh, it's that he can communicate with other people with powers, I think, sort of telepathically. He can see ghosts, things like that. Um, And then, okay, was it Sarah? Is that her name in Palm Springs? Yes. So yeah, okay. So Sarah and so Palm Springs. Um, if you've seen the preview, then you will know what the movie's about. So I hope that I'm not spoiling it. But it's sort of a Groundhog Day type movie where she is reliving the same day over and over and over and over again. Um, so I believe that because she is doing this, she could learn exactly what she needed to do to be able to steal those documents and just keep trying something keep trying something memorize every you know memorize all the patterns so i think i gotta definitely go with sarah on this one makes sense okay up next angelica houston as morticia adams in the adams family now the movie i'm assuming yeah versus nausicaa from nausicaa of the valley of the wind cool an animated character. Yes. Okay, okay. This this could be tough. Okay. This scenario is... Yeah. Wow. Nice oh. one. Oh. Who would, who would be a more loving mother? 
here's the oh man here's the weird part okay the weird part is i feel like that's going to be a tough one yeah because morticia adams you're watching that movie and you're like she is not making great decisions as a mother but on the other hand she really loves her kids like she she is make like she's making the correct decisions to like for her (laughs) definitely yeah the way that she wants to raise her kids She'd be a great mother. Nausicaa. Nausicaa's pretty young. Um, I think, like, probably in her early 20s, maybe. So, oh, man. She's uh, she's more of a, like, I feel like Nausicaa's more like a like a leader. Like, like I want to follow Nausicaa. Whatever she has to say, I want to do. It's I, I feel like she's... Like it's she would just also be a great mother. Like I always, want, I I just want to listen to what she has to say and follow follow what she has to say. Um, strong personality, you know, does whatever does whatever she wants. Uh, this is really tough, but I think because I have seen Morticia Adams as a mother, I'm going to go with her because I've seen her parenting and I'm down with it. Fair enough. And your final pair in your bracket. Okay. Another great matchup here, by the way. A okay, couple cool, of nice cool. entries, Dean. Kurt Russell as Snake Pliskin in Escape yes. from New York. Yes, going right. up against the Snake Lady from the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Oh, right. Very seductive, Excellent. that Snake Lady. <laughs> Excellent. Who gets farther on American Idol? <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. So Good luck. I haven't, I, I haven't seen Snake Lady sing. I've seen Snake Lady dance, and she has the moves. And the thing about American Idol is, I think, you know, dancing could have play a factor. If you're up there and you got good dance moves while you're singing, people are going to like it. The audience is going to vote for you. The problem is Snake Lady might choke herself out before she gets to the chorus. So that, I'm not sure about that. Um, But Snake Plissken... You think this guy could sing on American Idol? This guy, well, listen, no dude, we haven't heard, we haven't heard him sing, <laughs> yes. but damn, is he a smooth talker? Like that True. might translate into singing. He is a smooth. He is a smooth talker. Um, he might I even did... he might even make it pretty far just going up and talking, like yeah. speaking the lyrics to a song. Yeah, he I, and you know what? He's 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 got that edginess to him that sometimes also people vote for. They like the edgy rockers. They make it really really far in American Idol. Um, I have heard Kurt Russell sing before, um, and he's pretty good. Um, I'm going to say Snake Lady just chokes herself out before she's even done the song. So like, I'm saying Kurt Russell makes it further because even if he gets, uh, even if he doesn't make it past the first round, he at least makes it through his first song. Yeah. She's too volatile. I think they both make it through the first panel though. Yeah. First panel of judges. I, I think so too. Okay, cool. Then let's move on to my opening round of the bracket. Now, my opening round, we're going to start off with Link from Breath of the Wild Mm. going up against Ahsoka Tano from The Mandalorian. Oh, great picks, Tim. Great picks. We have our Jedi entry. Oh, nice. A Jedi could still win. (laughs) Excellent. Now, the scenario we have here is... Oh my goodness. Who makes a better kindergarten teacher? Interesting. I I, th- I think right off the bat it's kind of obviously Ahsoka Tano. 
even though she kind of bailed on Grogu and didn't want to take care of him. True. But I, but then you've got, I don't think Link can really communicate with the children. Like he'd just be like, I mean, this is Link in the kindergarten class. Like, uh, uh, ah, ah, like, but maybe the kids love that. Right? Maybe that's what they, that could be their favorite thing. He does have all the weapons too. Like he, he'd be a really interesting guy to have there. He's pretty small. He's closer to their size. Yeah. Also, He's a hell of a climber. Tim, also hell, hell of a cook. Hell of a cook. Yeah, he hell can make cook. them food. Knows a ton of recipes, that guy. <laughs> I just. It's tough. I, I think I, I don't know. I don't want to say like Ahsoka Tano's too busy because Link's pretty busy himself. Like, uh, yeah, he's, both he's of them could usually just saving the, the world. Um, I'm kind of torn. I think you've got like the loving character of Ahsoka going yeah. up against the super fun character of Link. And what do kindergarten kids want more? Uh, I don't know. I I guess I think I would. I guess who would be better? I think it would be Ahsoka Tano. I think she'd be better. Just okay. A better, te- a better teacher. Right. Yeah. She would actually teach them something like your, your kids might love to have Link as a teacher, but he's not really going to teach them a whole lot of stuff other yeah, than combat. I think, and I, think I can get on board with that. Yeah, I think the only thing that I, I would that would sway me the other way is that Link just gets it done. You know, whatever task you give him in one of those games, he just gets it done. But uh, we I, I have not seen him be a teacher in one of those. So I, I'm good with your answer. Yeah, I think we have to go with the idea that Ahsoka Tano has nothing else to do. Yeah. Her her job is just to teach kindergarten, and I think she does a better job. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Next up, I have Saya from Deadly Class. Okay. Going up against Elizabeth Olsen as Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> nice. Because I not any of her characters. I just, I love... What she's been doing, dude. She's been in so much amazing stuff. Obviously, WandaVision, obviously the Avenger movies. Mm -hmm. She was fantastic in Wind River. Uh, I watched this real dumb movie, Ingrid Goes West. I have not seen it. (laughs) She was excellent in it. She was great. And I just, I'm so impressed with the fact that she has a couple of like billionaire older sisters. And Dean, if you were a billionaire older or younger brother, whatever, Mm -hmm. I would ride your coattails, dude. Yeah. That's all I would do. I would be like, I'm living off Dean. He's got four million, four billion dollars. Totally. Um, Elizabeth Olsen decides not to do that, and she goes and carves her own path, yeah. and is a tremendous actress. So I just, I love her. Yeah. So she, Same. that's why she's, she's here. And say, I mean, we've talked about say, yeah. Okay. So our scenario for these two ladies: Who can't get going before a cup of coffee? <laughs> huh. <laughs> I know what um, my answer would be. I I mean I just automatically think it's Elizabeth Olsen. I just I was I thinking the other way. I don't know if I just feel like since Elizabeth Olsen is an actual person and none of us can really get going before that cup of coffee. We've never seen say a drink coffee. I don't know if she does. I just, I don't think she needs it either. So here's what I would say Tim. I would say she hits the alcohol pretty hard. And the next day, True. she might need some coffee to get going. She seems more of like a back to the alcohol to me, <laughs> right, right? Type of person. Yeah, yeah true. 
I'm I'm feeling Elizabeth Olsen on this right. one. Right. That, that's a good point that she is an actual person. So she probably she probably drinks coffee. I don't know. I can but picture yeah. her doing it. You know, I yeah. can just yeah. picture every morning her doing that. Whereas Saya, I don't know. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. think she needs it to get going. She has way like bigger motivating factors going on. Yeah, perfect. I like it. Okay. Next up, a very recent entry, Dean. Mm. Very recent. Miss Tessmacher from Superman the movie. I almost, Tim, almost <laughs> remember threw her that, on there. <laughs> remember that pool scene? I, remember I that do. pool scene? I do. I remember all the scenes. Wow. That was a good scene. <laughs> wow. Remember all the scenes she was in? I remember them all. From the very first one. Oh, it's getting warm. She's got, in some, here, she's hey? got some fancy dresses. Yeah. Are you feeling warm? <laughs> Very, yeah. Are you feel the love now? Now I feel the love. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling some love, some sort of love. Okay. Miss Tessmacher is going up against the one and only Grogu from The Mandalorian. Awesome. This has got to be everybody's crush from 2020. I mean, who doesn't love the kid? Yeah. You know, he's. He's so adorable. He's so damn cute. So cute. Anything, anything he does just makes me crack up. Yeah, it's it's awesome. What an yeah. amazing character. So yeah. that's who I got. And what we have for them. Oh, this will be a oh, this will be a quick one. If turned into a video game, whose game is better? I mean, there's there's no way that's not Grogu. I'm trying what to What would Miss Tessmacher's to... game be? Like as much as I would want to play it and I would like get the 100% achievement by doing everything, but like what's that game going to be? Yeah, I don't know. It would just be conversations with uh with Lex Luthor. With Lex, yeah, and feeling dumb. <laughs> in yeah, those meanwhile you've got Grogu who's going on yeah. like rad missions every week. Like as a video game, I who do I like more? Yeah. Miss Tessmacher. It's just no contest, but, though. But there's no contest there. Yeah. Okay. So Grogu's moving on. Next up, I have Bella Lugosi as Dracula from 1931. Great pick. Now, I don't know, Dean, who played who in that movie. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Bella played Dracula or if Dracula, or if Dracula played Dracula Bella. played Bella Lugosi. Yeah, I know, man. He did an amazing, amazing, incredible job. Just an iconic character. Yeah. For my next pick, I need you to do something for me, okay? Oh, okay. I need you to open your mind. Okay. I have Quato from Total Recall. (laughs) No way. That's amazing. (laughs) I love this dude. I can't stop (laughs) trying to impersonate him on our podcast. I, I'm just currently in love with that greasy little baby. This is the most and disgusting made, looking creature ever. <laughs> he he made the list, dude. Crushes list. I'm feeling Great. the love for Quato. Great. Okay. Great. <laughs> I don't. I can't imagine something you would pull out that Quato could win. Oh man. Whoa. <laughs> Pretty good one. Who makes a better supervillain? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow dude with a gross baby coming out of his chest is just kind of money for a bad guy <laughs> like that is so good i don't know i'm i don't know what to do um okay so you got dracula 
He's iconic. He can turn into a bat, a wolf. Mm, he drinks true. blood. He never dies. Well, he doesn't. He's immortal, but he can be killed. You got Quato. Uh, he's like a man hiding a baby in his chest. <laughs> um, he's a psychic. It took 15, 15 puppeteers to right. work work Qua- the Quato baby. 15. That's impressive. Very impressive. Um, like I really, really, with my with all of my heart, want Quato to move on to the next round. <laughs> but but <laughs> you already have Dracula as like an established supervillain, so yeah. I don't know how you can how he cannot not just move on from here. So I'm going Dracula. Yeah, he's also got that element where he's like so he's so good looking that he draws you in, so you don't even yeah. know you know you're you don't even know you're going to be attacked until you're close. He's going to last longer as a supervillain than Quato, I think. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay. Next up, I have Vision from the comic book Vision. Great. That we recently covered. Going up against Lenore from Castlevania, the animated series. She was in season three. Uh, both of these characters, I mean, I just loved this whole idea of vision who decides to create this family for himself and search for humanity. It was incredible. It was so much fun to read. I got so invested in that character. And then we've got Lenore and she's this like a master in the art of persuasion, manipulation and seduction. And that was her whole role in that season. And the conversations, like the dialogue that they wrote for her, that she was having with this guy, Hector captivated me, dude. I couldn't like, I couldn't, stop listening i was just like say more give me more right, the voice yeah. acting was on point it was so incredible um it's just that animated character for some reason left left a mark so yeah we've got an animated character against a character in a comic book so great that's interesting and they are battling in who is more fun to have at a campfire interesting <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting um like vision uh, vision and the word fun don't really i know strike me as a, something that like w- works together well yeah but if he has a couple of like soda pops and starts <laughs> shooting his laser off and like doing feats of strength that could be that could be fun uh, i think lenore just like at a campfire though the stories she could tell yeah it would just be riveting, and uh, I would just I I don't know. It's probably I think it's her. I think it's got to be her. I think it's got to be yeah. That yeah. makes sense. She probably knows how to play the guitar too. Well, there you go. Yeah, and you already said you just loved the dialogue scenes she was in. So wouldn't you love to be talking with her around a campfire? That would probably be great. Yeah, I yeah I think vision vision might be annoying to have at the campfire. I don't think he'll be much fun at a campfire. No. He'd be, yeah, he'd be weird at a campfire. He'd be a buzzkill for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, the smoke would probably be like irritating to his uh, circuits and <laughs> right. wires. He'd just be floating up in the air above above a bit so the smoke wouldn't get <laughs> in his face. I could see him bailing really early. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And the last cool. entry in my bracket, we have Chris Cornell, the musician. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't listened to anybody else more this past year than him. I've been a long time fan of his, 
but just decided to really binge his stuff. I've I've bought a lot of his um his stuff recently. There's an incredible 64 song um CD out there that they released after his death, rest in peace. And it's incredible. It's all like remasters of songs that you know and then there's live versions of songs and then there's some unreleased stuff. And it's so, so good. Uh, I checked today. I have 150 Chris Cornell songs on my nice. on my phone. Awesome. And I love them all. He is the best vocalist ever. That's what I'm saying. I'm going on record as saying that. Great. Unfortunately, he's got a, he's got a tough, a, a stiff test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's going up against Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. Oh, interesting. My third Mandalorian entry. Wow. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I liked I liked those characters. Um, he just he makes his return in one of the most powerful Star Wars scenes I've ever seen in anything in the movies, in all of the animated series. It was so impressive. I had tears in my eyes watching the scene for how beautiful the scene was set up and then executed. Yeah, just where they put you in that situation, and then to pull Luke Skywalker out and put him there. And he does what he does. It was just beautiful. Cool. So while he was in one scene, he's making my list. Excellent. So doubling up on Jedis. Interesting. Yeah. Got a couple Jedis in my bracket. And you already have one in the second round. And Grogu's in the second round. He's yeah. Not, he's not a Jedi per se. But... Yeah. Uh Oh, this is tough. Who is more fun at a party? That is not an immediate choice. I mean, you get Chris Cornell there. The dude's going to be singing songs and playing guitar for you. He's going to be really awesome to talk to. But you got Luke Skywalker, who'll probably be doing tricks for you, force tricks. He's got all the stories, too. It's tough. It's It's two different types of fun at that party. Wow. Yeah. Um... I don't know. What do you think? I mean, you're you're not a real big Chris Cornell fan. No, but um, oh, it it is tough. Uh, if if I'm looking for more fun at a party, I'd probably say Chris Cornell will. There'll be more fun had at the party that he is yeah. at. Luke Skywalker, like you said, is going to be interesting. You know, he's a guy you want to go out and have a beer with or something, but might not bring as much fun to that party. So I think the the answer yeah. is in the wording. Yeah, you sold me. Yeah, yeah, you talked me through it. Chris Cornell, more fun at a party. He's going through. Nice. I want to go to that party. I do. Yeah, I want to want to go to that. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to your second round. Okay, sweet. All right. Oh man. Okay. Mackenzie Davis as Tully in Tully. Okay. Up against Viggo Mortensen as Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Okay, okay. Interesting. Their, scenar- their scenario is, who's better at skateboarding? <laughs> <laughs> it just has to be Tully again. Like, I don't Really? Think- yes. There's Aragorn's no so coordinated, though. I cannot see Aragorn on a skateboard. <laughs> Tully is like a hip, like... 20 something year old woman who is just so cool i would not be shocked if she just 
left the house, hopped on a skateboard, and was just skateboarding home. Like, and if Aragorn hopped on a skateboard, it would look very odd to me. I guess if it was Legolas, it might be a different story. Hey? Very true. That is very true, Tim. That would be a totally different story. But Aragorn, I just don't see that guy on a skateboard. I, I have to go with Tully on this one. Okay, wow. And I, Tully. I, if somebody has seen Tully, um, I feel like they could argue with me on a few of these things for a, for a certain reason. Um, but I'm just going to stick with uh, I'm going to stick with how I've how I've presented Tully in this. Yeah, and also those people aren't here. So <laughs> yeah, those people aren't here talking to us right involved. now, and I'm making the calls on Tully. Okay. If if anybody has a problem or disagrees with what we're doing or who we've put through, let us know. If there, sure. if we've yeah. done something wrong, we will review and, you know, make a verdict and maybe we have to change the results. That's like something like that would be possible. So if you think we've done something wrong, reach out on email or social media and let us know. We'll listen. We like to listen. Love, love to you, listen. You listen to us <laughs> and then we listen to you. That's, it's great. That's our relation. That's our symbiotic relationship. It's yeah. wonderful. It's wonderful. Okay. Now we have Sean Connery. As John Patrick Mason in The yeah. Rock. Yeah. Uh, with a badass journal. Badass journal. Going man. up against Kristen Milioti as Sarah in Palm Springs. Okay. Cool. Their scenario is who is a better sidekick for Batman? Wow. Wow. What a hard question. Um it's it's really tough. It's just uh, Sarah in Palm Springs, like like I said before, the sort of Groundhog Day thing. But that doesn't seem like a good fit for Batman because she's stuck in the same day. She's stuck in the same day. She, if she can ever get out of that day, she could have a ton of skills. But uh, she could also help him on that single day. Well, she can best, help on that single day, but she, ability. if she gets out of the day, though, she might have gained a ton of skills because she lived that day, whatever, a hundred thousand times. So she could have some skill that Batman needs. Here's the thing. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. She is at a tough point in her life when this has started to happen. So if she ever gets out of this day, that's her starting her journey back to being, you know, putting her life where she wants to be. She is unfortunately... I love her, but she's going to be a liability to Batman. Um, he is going to have to... We've said the weakness to him in the past is that he cares too much about his sidekicks, and that's what can drag him down. So he's going to have to He's going to have to watch her too much um, at first. She's not going to be ready for that. Whereas Mason, come on, this guy can run his own show. The, you, you, Batman does not have to worry about him. He can send him off on a mission, or he can trust him to, you know, help him out in whatever way he needs. 100% Mason. Yeah, I think if he uh, if he brings on Mason, he can also get rid of Alfred at the same time. Like Mason <laughs> yeah, can be his sidekick and his butler. It's very true. Yes, his father figure and and his <laughs> yeah, <sidekick>. exactly. <laughs> Save him a, a bunch of money. Yes, yes, definitely perfect. Okay, uh, and last in your second round bracket, Angelica Houston as Morticia Adams in Adams Family. Oh yeah, going up against Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken in Escape from New York. Okay, okay, cool. Who is a better philosopher? Um, who's a better philosopher? Um, 
I, I, I think I just easily have to go with Snake Plissken. I don't know. Would you have other thoughts on that? No, I was immediately no. leaning to him. Yeah, just the, the, the lines he delivers, yeah, they already exactly. seem like he's like dropping knowledge bombs in his like brilliant voice. Like I would sit yeah. and I'd listen. If he stood up on a rock, I'd just I'd sit down in the grass and just look up and listen to him. Yeah, from like the first scene when he's talking to like the warden or whatever in that uh, at his desk, I'm just like, yeah, this guy's this guy's smart. This guy's dropping dropping the philosophy. Yeah, for sure. All right, my second round. Cool. We have Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian going up against Elizabeth Olsen. Mm, tough. It's going to be a tough battle. Who can't control... <laughs> turns out it's not going to be tough at all. Who can't control their spending on Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be tough, Tim. <laughs> it's not tough at all. Um, I mean, the only... The only argument against elizabeth olsen and it's not a very strong one is that she might not even shop on amazon she might right spend more money on items but i right. mean yeah she might get Ahsoka the fancier Tano, things than amazon things but no just, there's yeah there's no reason for Ahsoka Tano to go on amazon yeah i think that's an easy pass through for that's elizabeth a, olsen another... and we lose a jedi yeah that's a t- that's a tall order to take out a jedi in one no of these. no it's the other way around wait what's the question who would spend more? Oh. Yeah, who 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 spends more money on Amazon? Oh, who spends more money on Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I in my head for some reason it was the other way around that it was who wouldn't no, spend it. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean I already threw it away into the pile, but it was something yeah. like who can't control their spending on Amazon. Right, right. Like okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, now to avenge her. <laughs> Grogu goes up against Bella Lugosi as Dracula. Oh, interesting matchup. Yeah. And who is better at manipulation? Whoa, whoa, that's a good one. Oh man, you got to really dig into the types of manipulation here, Tim, to get to an answer. I think. I mean i I think it's I think it's pretty quick and easy for me. And here's my argument. Okay. Is that Grogu can manipulate, yes, but he's not as well practiced at it as Dracula. Dracula knows exactly what he's doing. He can do it whenever he wants, as often as he wants. He's just, it's a tool in his arsenal. Grogu needs to go to sleep after manipulation. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So I just yes. think, like, I think for that reason, I think it's just got to be Dracula. It's just, if right. this was like, if this was Grogu in another like 200 years or something, it's probably going to lean his way. But I think right here, you've got Dracula winning this one. Experience wins the day on this one. I think you definitely nailed it there. Okay. Sorry, Grogu. Oh no, you lost all Mandalorian Whoa. characters. Wow. A Jedi is not going to win. <laughs> Jedi's not. <laughs> this is a shocker. This is a surprise. Wow, I think Ahsoka somehow pulled Grogu out of that round and is going to take care of him. (laughs) All right. Oh, here's a fun one. Lenore from Castlevania, the animated series, up against Chris Cornell, the musician. Mm. I could probably listen to them both like talk and sing forever. Who? Oh, my goodness. God. Who makes a better guest on Talking Back? Wow. <laughs> Man. Wow, Tim. Good luck. Good luck with that one. 
Um, I mean, I'm torn. Yeah, I know. I can see it in your face. You are torn. Okay, I got to talk it through. So, I feel like Lenore would be far more interesting to talk to. Her her stories are just going to be way more epic than Chris Cornell's. But Chris Cornell, he could sing songs. Uh, real cool dude. Would probably give the show probably way better ratings in his episode. Right, yeah. But who makes a better guest? What makes a good guest? They're both they're both they're both very easy on the eyes. I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which isn't I mean, that's great for us, like a great guest on the podcast for us, not necessarily for someone listening. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It doesn't do anything for the listeners. <laughs> they're not gonna know anything. Yeah. Um Yeah, what makes uh, a great guest? I like I, when we when we have guests on the show, I just wanna have a good time. I wanna have fun. So for me, that's kind of what what sells it is um the guests that I have, you know, the most fun talking to and really want to hear what they have to say about whatever our topic is. That's a good point. I think I think I agree with that. I think for that reason, that's got to be Chris Cornell. Uh, Lenore might just be trying to manipulate us the whole time. It might be fun to like listen to her talk and mm-hmm. all that. But she could be like she could be out for her own reasons and trying to destroy us for some for right. some strange reason. Who would want to destroy us? Uh, yeah, so I think again, I think uh, again, you've talked me through it here. I'm going to move Chris Cornell on to the to the next round. I like it. I feel good with that. We, we each only have three left, right? We do. Yeah. Okay. So we can okay. do we we can do one of two things here: is we can take your three, read a scenario, move two people on to a final scenario, or we can do one scenario and the winner of the three is the winner of your bracket. I like the first one. I like taking all okay. three. We pull a scenario and the worst person is just out of there. And then we do a final one with the two. All right. I think that's a little bit more pure. We get more of a pure, pure winner out of this. Yeah. Okay. So in Dean's uh, battle of the three, okay. he has Mackenzie Davis as Tully and Tully. Sean Connery is John Patrick Mason in The Rock. And Kurt Russell is Snake Plissken in Escape from New York. Nice. I mean, two of those are pretty similar dudes, and then Tully's very different. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see what the scenario is. Scenarios. This could be easy. This this could be pretty easy. Oh, dude. Okay, Tuffy. Who makes a better best friend? I mean, I think you automatically got to push Snake through. Snake. Although maybe not. I mean, I don't know anything about Tully. That's my problem. Like Tully, Tully is the best friend. Like. It's kind of the point of Tully. Um, it's for me. Tully's the automatic through. Tully through. Okay, so yeah. Tully's through. Or are you saying Tully's, Tully's the automatic through? Okay. through. Yeah, like it, it's kind of the whole purpose of Tully in that movie is to be a best friend. Um, this is tough. Okay, is this tough or is it easy? Both both of these guys do a lot of things for themselves, but I would also say while watching the movies. Both these guys are best friends. <laughs> these guys are for sure yeah. best friends. Um, oh, man, this is just really tough. Uh, okay. Because they're so similar. Um, man. I, got, I, I mean, I just got to go with Kurt Russell. I got to go with Snake. I got to put Snake through. Like, I, I, th- I think here, here's maybe an argument for Snake is that Sean Connery 
at his age in this movie, he's not going to be around for very long. Mm. If you got to choose a better best friend, you might want to go with the younger one so that you get more years with him. He's also pretty, pretty like focused on his daughter in that movie. Like he wants to, you know, spend time with her um, because he's been gone for so long. He's not really concerned with having male friendship Um, where I think Snake, I think me and Snake could be pretty good friends. I think he does some stuff in that movie where he shows that he could be a friend. It's just he's he's got to get the mission done. But I think he does a few things where uh, I'd trust that guy. I'm going Snake through and Tully through. Sorry, Mason. Nice. I get the feeling in Escape from New York that all Snake Plissken is actually doing is looking for a best friend. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. It's a best friend journey. So your final. Mackenzie Davis as Tully and Tully okay. Okay. versus Snake or Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken in Escape from New York. Cool. Their scenario is. Whose podcast would be better? Shit, man. This is hard. This is really hard because they're so different. Like, this is this is really hard. I, man, okay. Whose podcast would be better? Man. Talk it out. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Snake. Snake is, he's been through so much. He's such a cool dude. You know, like. I would definitely 100% tune in every week for a, a snake podcast. I want to listen to exactly what that is. But on the other hand, you know, Tully's a very cool person with a very interesting view on the world, you know, so that I would want to hear and learn from. Um, oh, man. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to. Think about to... it like this, dude. Think about it like this. Okay. Yeah. When that when that new week hits. And those ep- say those episodes are both dropped on the same day. Yeah. Which one are you just waking up, seeing that in your favorite podcasting app and just being like, yes, Snake has dropped a new episode or Tully has dropped a new episode. What's oh, the man. feeling? So here's also, is it? here's also the thing. Snake's not going to be funny. I do like funny podcast. You know, I like I like podcasts that are. He's kind of lighthearted. Funny. Oh man, this is this is really hard. Um I'm going to have to okay. This I I'm torn. I'm torn Tim. Um I feel like I would be excited about a Snake Pluskin podcast. And like what what Tim, what are what's the podcast going to be about? What what is Snake Pluskin's podcast going to be about? Yeah. Anything. Anything. He could be telling stories. He could just be talking about current events. Um, probably that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I want to... Oh, man. I might have to, to to break the tie. All right. To break the tie, I'm going to go with something. I'm going to go with the thing that I wasn't going to bring up about Tully and I'm not even going to say it but I'm going to say that if you've seen Tully you know what I'm talking about and that's what breaks the tie and it's Snake Plissken okay (laughs) I just I don't want to spoil I don't want to spoil the movie so I just will say yeah fair enough uh, that it's Snake Plissken because of uh, the one aspect that I wasn't taking into consideration and that aspect was that she is not Snake Plissken (laughs) that was it yeah (laughs) easy enough okay my final three I have Elizabeth Olsen Bella Lugosi is Dracula and Chris Cornell, the musician. 
And their first scenario is going to be... Oh, we have... It appears that we have a duplicate. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Who makes a better best friend? <laughs> what? <laughs> Perfect. It's come back. It's Great. come back. Why wouldn't it, Tim? I bring <laughs> it up like, all the time. It's got to be in there second. twice. I threw an extra one in there. I just sent an extra one into what the that. hell? I must have. I must have doubled that up. Do you want to? Do you want to use it, or do you want me to pull a new one? I want you to use it. I want to hear your your better best friend. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty easy then. Obviously, Chris Cornell is going to be my best friend. Yeah. So he's automatically moving on, and. Then from there, I think it's Elizabeth Olsen. I think think she'd make such a cool best friend. I think you're right. Like, Bella Lugosi, I've heard stories about him. He sounds like a bit of an odd character. Okay. Um, So Bella Lugosi, I don't think, is making the best, better best friend. Uh, Nor is Dracula making a very good best friend. Yeah. Right? Like, if you're in his circle, it's because he's bitten you and, like, you're one of his, uh, like, white ghost people or something, right? Not best friend material, Tim. No, I think that no. was that was actually pretty easy. Yeah. So now to crown my champion. Oh, who's better at running a social media account? Uh oh damn. Tough. <laughs> I get a super tough one. That's tough. I mean it's it's applicable to both. Oh man. And that movie Ingrid Goes West that I just saw that was bad. Um, Elizabeth Olsen's character is like super awesome at social media. It's like her her main thing in the movie is how awesome her social media is. That's so funny. Uh, but I mean, it's not about that character. It's about her. So not like, I don't know. Cause I don't know anything about them on social media. Yeah. Do we need to, do we need to look it up? Do we need to whip up some pages here? See what we can find. No, I don't think so. I think we got to do it. I think that's cheating. Okay, to actually see. <laughs> okay, so like, let's just say that they were both really good at it. You've got Chris Cornell showing pictures of um, behind the scenes at concerts. He's dropping himself at home, like singing in the shower or something like that. Or you just hear him singing, probably dropping some like, live acoustic work that he's you know he's working on a new song but then you get elizabeth olsen she's on sets of movies she's with the avengers she's probably doing a lot of cool stuff strikes me as a really cool person oh man i i don't know who's better at running social media i'm trying to like separate (laughs) <laughs> who I want to move on and who should move on here. Yeah, you try to think of what, like like you did with me with the podcast, think of like, if someone was posting those things that you just laid out, like what are you more likely to want to see? Like if you're just scrolling through your feed, what are you more likely to stop on? You know, sometimes we just blow through things in our feed. So what are you actually going to be like, oh, I wanted to see that picture. Okay, so to personalize it then for myself, I would absolutely love um, watching... Elizabeth Olsen's account just to see all the stuff she's doing. Yeah. But every morning of every day, I'm tuning in to Chris Cornell's to see if he drops some unreleased 
audio in, cool. in any way of him yeah. doing anything, playing any bit of music. I'm there wanting more. So for that reason, I'm moving him on to the final. Perfect. All right. And what a final it is. What a final. My goodness. We got on Dean's side, Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken in Escape from New York up against Chris Cornell, the musician. And I think Kurt Russell made it pretty far in one of our other episodes. I think so. Yeah. I I seem to recall. Yeah. So. What do you want to do here? You want to do best two out of three or just one? Just one. What do you want? Uh, let's do two out of three. If you have enough, let's do two out of three. Make it make it pure right. here. I've got enough. Okay. okay. Best two out of three. Oh. <laughs> uh, we have an automatic winner for this one. Okay. Who is who is better at singing you to sleep? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. We got an automatic winner. Perfect. Good so, thing we're going okay. two out of three here. <laughs> yeah. One for Chris Carnell. Who's better at wearing an eye patch? That better be the next yeah, one. Yeah, who wears more eye patches now? <laughs> oh, okay. Who is a better protector for Baby Yoda? Oh, Snake, man. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It's another auto win. So it comes down to this. This is it. The one pull. Who makes a better customer service rep? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, depends what you want out of a customer service rep. <laughs> and Dean tries to push his man through. Yeah, it depends what you want out of the customer service rep. That's right. Is do you want to talk to Snake Plissken? Do you want or... someone who's straightforward that's going to get you the answers? It's Snake. He's going to get you the answers. He's oh going to be straightforward with you. He's not going to. He's not going to really care about your feelings too much. Okay. Well, so let's... I guess let's be fair and dig into it a little bit. Yeah. I think, I mean, if you call, <laughs> if you call a company <laughs> wanting to talk to their customer service rep, yeah, you might want to get Chris Cornell because he just seems like he's going to be a little bit more helpful. But at the same time, maybe who's, who's uh, ending that call and getting something done for you, or maybe like getting something done immediately for you on that call. Yeah. Where Snake might be better at actually like having the ability to make a change for you i don't know i'll be honest i'm leaning towards chris cornell as a better customer service rep yeah me too i feel like snakes are gonna hang up on you he might <laughs> he might just hang up on you you know like if you piss him off he's gone yeah, for sure yeah especially if he's like busy recording that podcast of his um yeah, he might right. not have time to take your call <laughs> he might not give a shit about you he might be putting all his energy into the podcast um yeah, I, 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 I don't know what Chris Cornell is like, but well, I mean, he just he seems like the most stand up dude you could. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be. It's got like it. It's got to be Chris Cornell. It it can't be Snake on this. I don't think. Like he he'll he might get if it's his job. You know, he might get shit done. But he to me, he seems like someone that doesn't even think customer service should exist you know like yeah exactly that department yeah, yeah, shouldn't even exist this store this company shouldn't even exist you know like he's just trying he doesn't give a shit about that why should i answer your question <laughs> did you try plugging it in yeah <laughs> did you try switching it on and off <laughs> did you turn it on <laughs> no there sir there uh, there's a crack in my screen is it plugged in yeah, it's not it's not Snake. Snake did not win this one, unfortunately. No. Okay, well, amazing. 
We have our yeah. Valentine's Day crush champion is Chris Cornell, the musician. Great. And well done, Chris. A musician should a musician should win the Valentine's Day bracket. It's nice. It's nice that he won. Yeah. We've had a couple Jedi's and Chris Cornell win. I yeah. think that's uh, a nice a nice threesome there. Yeah. So all all dudes so far. We haven't had a female winner yet. All dudes. All dudes. Yeah, we had some females get real close, real close on this yeah. one. Um, but no. Maybe we should like if we keep doing these, maybe we should bring back the winners. That might be oh, fun. Yeah. We they just automatically get they automatically get seated again. The automatic bid, yes. You get automatically yeah. into the next one. I like that too. Whatever it is, yeah. Try to mm. defend. Yeah, right. Cool. Awesome. Okay, Dean. Well, thank you very much for joining. And I am, I am starting to feel the love a little bit. So you are. You're feeling it. I knew you this, would, Tim. I this knew you'd episode come helped me out. For some reason, yeah. you came in so hot, just against against love, <laughs> against against like the the holiday in general. But yeah, you you came around. I knew you'd come around. We needed some tension in this episode. Totally, I had yes. to bring the tension because okay, well, I so, didn't know we so were going to be going head to head with our crushes. I didn't know that's how we were going to do right. it. So. Right, there, right, you right. had to build that tension at first. It's just, it's just like yeah. wrestling. We had to, we had to have that uh, pre-match interview where we're both at, in each other's face. Right. Yeah. I think what the listeners really want is they want to know that we might get in a fist fight every for episode. Sure. Like for the, sure. that yeah. the opportunity is there for that to happen. So yeah. and I think it, we delivered. And it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, uh, th- thanks, Dean. Um, yeah. That was a lot of fun. We'll see you again soon. And thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.